three guys never heard of. Uh, we are all British as well, just with really good American accents. Who's British? Use that one. Tom Holland, man. Tom Holland. He's got the thickest English accent. Well, like the cutest little one. He's a little boy. He's a little boy. <laughs> uh, one of the things I was thinking about was the age of the actors. Right, because Tom Holland's like in his 20s, right? Mm-hmm. And I can never say her name right. Zendaya. Zendaya. She's in her 20s, I assume. I, she convinced me as She doesn't her. have a last name? No, man. Blame her parents. Um, I don't know who her parents not are. Not a marketing team. I have no way of finding them. We have, we have no idea. There are two parents you never heard of. <laughs> Three guys you never <laughs> heard of. <laughs> Talk about two parents we've never heard of and their daughter. Um... <laughs> Uh, three guys you've never heard of get really sad about Tony Stark. Ooh. Three guys you never heard of remember halfway through that they're watching a Spider-Man movie and not a Tony Stark movie. Three guys you never heard of have their significant other lean over to them and ask, what are we watching after the opening scene? <laughs> Did that happen? Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised Liz went with you. I am too. Okay, so three guys you've never heard of something, something, something. Spider-Man. 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 Do you want to say our, our intro? Spider-Man. Yeah, three guys you never heard of. Does whatever Spider-Man does. What? Can he swim? The beard one, the weird one, yeah. Yeah, he can, because he's a Spider-Man. Yeah, give me that backdrop again. Run that back. Run that back. <laughs> I just know the Spider-Pig one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig, does whatever hello, everyone. Spider-Pig does. We're the can three guys you've never heard of. No, we can't. We, got, we all got he's beards. Pig. Well, one of us is barely hanging on to his. Wow. And it feels like your guys' beards are about rude. the same right now. Yeah, I was talking about Scott. Okay, true. I should have um, <laughs> I got my turn for wedding season. I noticed. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, th- hey, we're three guys you never heard of. We're the three guys with beards who get weird, talk about movies. Super weird. It's super weird. And um, apparently we talk about all the movies except for the one we're slated to. Yeah. Um, but we're here for you guys, so thanks for having us. Um, yeah, 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 hey guys, what's yeah, first? Is it how you do's or is yeah, it... how you do's? Quick, how do you do? Quick, um, how you do? I, Scott, how do you do? I do okay. And okay, it's quick. My Grand. suggestion. <laughs> wait, no, no, my suggestion for this week's how do you do's is, uh, which Spider-Man power would you like, and or if you want to be more specific to how do you do's, which Spider-Man power would you have used most this past week? Hmm. This past week. Sure. I don't know if you had to like lift up a bus or something like that. I mean, I feel like super strength always comes in handy. Yeah. But also Spidey Sense. Um, this is going to be a little bit... Or... Uh, what, the Peter Tingle. Peter Tingle? Uh, Peter Tingle. Uh, as I was thinking about this last night, I was, I was thinking about like what prompt we wanted to use for how do you do's. Then I was thinking about, oh, I'd like to be able to jump from a building and land on the ground without getting hurt. And yeah. then I thought about the fact that a lot of times in this movie, Peter Parker gets thrown into a wall. Yeah. Which seems like something that can't happen if you can jump off a building and not get hurt. Um, I mean, I think it's the difference between, like, you can, you can like, hop down, like, a two-foot, like, off a two-foot ledge mm-hmm. and be totally fine. But mm-hmm. if you fall, if you just, like, let yourself fall off that two-foot ledge, you're probably going to get hurt. It's it's about being aware that's of, fair. of the way that you were landing. Yeah, or, and or who's, and who's initiating the momentum. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you're aware... Yeah, yeah, but, if, but if I'm Spider-Man, control. all I want to do is just make it so that my feet are going to be the thing that hits the wall. I don't know. Yeah, but you, that, that's, I feel like, easier said than done. Maybe yeah, there's a little more Night Monkey in him than Spider-Man sometimes. Mm. Mm. Deep cut. 
deep cut. Deep cut. Is it that deep? Uh, it's extremely deep, Duran. Okay. Okay, my how do you do? Thanks yeah. for asking. Well, good. And then the power <laughs> would be, yeah, man, this, just the just the resilience, you know? Yeah. Like getting hit by a train and being like, oh. That's okay. I got a bad hip for 20 minutes. I got a, I got stitches on my back. Yeah. Stitches um, on my back. No, yeah, I would do the uh, I would do the strength. Hands down for sure. I'm not a big crawl crawler. Mostly walk everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, so <laughs> I mentioned this to Gwen and she said, "Oh, I'd like to to stick to walls." And I was like, "Yeah, but if you can stick to a wall, but then you also get hurt when you fall, like that, yeah, kind of sucks, right?" Do you think that him not getting hurt is related to his strength? Possibly. His resiliency. Maybe. I don't know. Do you think that's part of it? His or is that something different? I don't know. It's definitely a superpower. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but is it but is it an extension of the... Mm-hmm. Right, like Superman can fly because he he's so strong, right? Like, isn't that where he gets his flying from? Like he's jumping everywhere? Depending depending on what version of Superman we're talking about. No. I thought it was... I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's right? Goku. Like, Goku jumps. Mm, I started watching Dragon Ball from the beginning. They are using... You see his penis. <laughs> That's his tail, Dave. No, dude. <laughs> I know his tail. You see that. But then he gets naked and you see it, man. First episode. Of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z? Dragon Ball, bro. Okay. The original. That's a little boy. It's a little boy. That you're looking at. Yep. Well, didn't choose mm-hmm. to. Um, but no, I think it's I think it's two different things. I think super strength is one thing and then durability, I guess, is a different thing. Sure. Um, I don't know. It's tough because like, there's no way I would ever pick web slinging because of where I live and stuff. It's like, what am I going to swing off of? Yeah. Also, it feels like in this iteration of Spider-Man, that's not a super power of his. It's more of a uh, technology augmentation he gets, right? It's true. Is it? Or is it that Same like... Same with the Amazing Spider-Man iteration. He, uh, he generates web, but it's that he like... Stores it? Stores it. I don't remember. And he can only generate so much at a time. That's why he like stores it in his web slingers. I don't remember. I have no idea. Honestly, yeah. on this, I just need to get a quick something out off my chest that's bothered me about every single Spider-Man iteration. Okay. Um, when are we going to get accurate and have him shoot it out his butt? Because <laughs> this wrist thing is crap. Maybe he does normally shoot it out of his butt. Maybe that's, that's why he gets yeah, it. He collects it he collects in the web in, shooters, yep. but he kind of like scrapes his butt. Well, I hope that's the case. If someone from MCU can... Get back to us. Hit us up on the IG. Yeah. Uh, the podcast. No, that's my other one. Uh, <laughs> three guys pod. Uh, Duran, how do you do? I do good. Yeah. <laughs> and you already said strength. Uh, I mean, yeah, that seems the most practical one. Let's both get Spidey strength. Maybe, and maybe Peter Tingle. You know, and Russell. But Peter Tingle's interesting because I feel as if I have super strength and I can jump on top of a building and I feel like I'm about to get hit by a car. I can do something about it. Yeah. But like right now, if I get Peter Tingle, I'm going to be like, man, <laughs> like, here it is. Here it comes. But it's, it's um, I don't know. I feel like Peter Tingle allows you to do a lot with yeah. your own strength and ability. Oh, uh, we're talking about Spider-Man Far From Home today. Spider-Man Far From Home. The second? Second. Right? I almost yeah. forgot because the all that, the like... The second Spider-Man film. The fifth movie he's Captain been in. Starring Tom Holland. The fifth yeah. movie he's been in, though, in the MCU. Yes. Yeah. The two two Infinity Wars and two Civil War and Civil, Civil War. War, which he, he he's amazing in Civil War. 
I love all Spidey. Do you ever see his? Movie. Oh yeah, you see his face because he has a little conversation with Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, guys. This movie uh, came out uh, July second, twenty nineteen, on a Tuesday. We all saw it in the last two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys saw it yesterday. I saw it the day before. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna preface this by saying I have not even read reviews of this movie. I haven't read any discussion. I haven't really talked to anyone about this movie. I saw it and then I was like, I'm just gonna wait and not even mention it. Probably good choice. Smart. Um, Listed as action-adventure sci-fi? Yep. Action-adventure sci-fi. Also add in uh, teen road trip movie. Oh, man. For the first half, at Mm -hmm. least. Uh, I mean, I would argue the whole thing. Um, Yeah, that's true. They do kind of move the whole time. It was directed by John Watts. John Watts also directed Spider-Man Homecoming. Do we know if he's done anything else? Or just those two? Um, Nothing else that I had seen or heard of. Oh, uh, what were you guys' thoughts on Spider-Man: The Homecoming? Direction? Oh, the I one. really enjoyed Spider-Man: Homecoming. I've told you guys, right? I think it's an awesome. Dave, you tell us a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, I love the movie. Yeah, I don't think he's a very good Spider. I don't think it's a very good Spider-Man movie. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I love the movie. It's actually one of the most like I'll put that MCU movie on before almost anything else besides maybe Ragnarok or Civil War. I yeah. love that movie, but it's not a good Spider-Man movie. I don't think. Okay. But okay. we can get into that yeah. more. Uh, it was written by Chris McKenna, who also wrote Spider-Man Homecoming and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Which I think all three of us... Despise? Agree is bad. Did you, you never watched it. I though. haven't even seen <laughs> yeah. it, and I agree that it's bad. Wait, but I thought your opinion of Ant-Man and the Wasp was higher than mine. The only redeeming quality is the comedy. Is I, I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, okay. But And I feel fine about Paul Rudd. I but. hate... What they did with his character because they made him an idiot. Yeah. Okay. We've we've gone over this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Music was real quick. Oh. Before we get into it, because I think that Dave's probably gonna want to talk about writing of this one. But do you think that this is on the same level of writing as those other two? As Homecoming and Nightman and the Wasp. Yeah. Which I feel is this one might be a little bit better. Yeah, I, it's definitely better than Nightman and the Wasp. More refined, at least. Um, and there's. There's there's different strengths that this one has over Homecoming. Sure. That the Homecoming has it beat though in another way. I think pretty clearly. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Uh, music by Michael. Michael G. Michael, Michael G. Is it Giacchino? Giacchino. 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 Sure. Sorry, Giacchino. Michael. Uh, he also did music for Star Trek: The First Reboot. Starcraft. Star. Trek. Starcraft. Starcraft. I would watch a Starcraft movie. Oh, hands down. Man. Absolutely. Um, and Please. then he did music for War for the Planet of the Apes. Of the Apes. There's too many non-verbs and nouns in that title. <laughs> yeah, there's four compared to the three verbs and nouns. Yeah. yeah. So, those oh, are the but I feel, I feel as though the first Star Trek had some good music going on oh absolutely the first Star Trek was great yeah. I love that soundtrack I have not seen War for the Planet of the Apes I have I didn't I see that one don't recall the music okay well I would I would say that I don't really recall the music from this guy Far From Home yeah the, I noticed it at one point and I was like that's cool but. I, I noticed all the the pop culture reference music right mm-hmm. there was like Ramones once and he does the mm-hmm. whole thing about like I love Leonard Skinner or whatever and it was ACDC right like Oh, Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, yeah. Right, like... Yeah. The, yeah, and Whitney Houston at the start, I was like, oh gosh, what is yeah. this? Dolly Parton wrote that song. I fact. saw that at the end. Yeah. yeah. Learned it at the homecoming. 
Or at the Far From Home. At the Homecoming. <laughs> at the Homecoming. <laughs> uh, but I didn't necessarily know if the score was necessarily notable. I didn't yeah. notice it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got Tom Holland. Tom Holland. both Peter Parker and, guys, spoiler, Spider-Man. Was he Spider-Man too? He was Spider-Man the whole time. He was, <laughs> guys, bigger spoiler, he was also Night Monkey. Oh my gosh. What a, what a champ. Love How it. did they not put Night Monkey on there as yeah. well? Uh-uh. IMDb, wake up. Oh, we got Samuel Jackson reprising for probably, I don't know, the 10th to 15th time, Nick Fury? Maybe more? Maybe more. Because he's There's probably 23 been in, movies in the He's been in now. most of them. Yeah. yeah. Not all of them, but That's most true. of them. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. I was waiting for that. Uh, Marissa Tomei plays Aunt May. Man. She's got a thing about her. We got uh, John Favreau coming back. That's I happy, feel like... Happy Hulk Hogan. He... I mean, because he's been in this one, and then he was in Infinity War. He has not been in very many other... But he was in Iron Man. He was an Iron Man, and but he, he hasn't in, been in very many MCU uh, movies. He's in Homecoming. Isn't he yeah. a producer? Right? Isn't he... Yeah. Or a director? Yeah. Well, right? he, he directed was, Iron Man. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a nice little gig for him to, you know, cast himself in his own movie yeah. and then... Yeah, but he plays a really small part in Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we got a Zendaya. Zendaya. Right? As the goat. <laughs> greatest of all time. Yeah, I, why, why... Why the goat? MJ. Oh, the greatest MJ of uh, all time. No. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the goat. As a, it was a, it was an MJ joke. Yep. We can move on. Okay. Sports ball. Sports, Sports ball. ball. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. That um, Zendaya plays smirky, twitchy mouth. She did a good job. I liked how she handled her part. I actually really enjoyed her part. Uh, and do we want to go? Well, I guess Jacob Batalon. Yeah, I love Ned Batalon. Um, I I liked him more before this movie. Me too. I, I did like him in this movie, but I felt as though he was getting a little full of himself. Yeah. Well, he he was just using gag. Also, he just was he was just a gag the whole time. That's also kind of his point, though. Right? Yeah. Like, he's the yeah, foil. but he did stuff in Homecoming. Yeah, that's true. He was actually useful in Homecoming. I I liked how they they kind of pointed to and lampshaded the whole. Oh, Ned just covers for Peter all the time. Yeah. Right. Like, and as soon as MJ gets in that, right, he does the like. Uh, FOS, FOS, right? Yeah. Friends of Spider Man, and, yeah. and they get into the whole thing where she's like, "You guys lie all the time." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And, and that's just like that's a nice, you know, pointing at mm-hmm. the role of his character and yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if we need to go on the rest of these guys. Yeah, yeah probably not. Guys, critics loved it. Audiences loved it. IMDb loves it. Metacritic wants to get weird with it. Yeah, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes gave it ninety two critic and ninety six audience, which I feel is a little high. That's super that's, high. That's me. That I think might put it. It might be like the highest rated. No, oh, I was gonna say origin film, but it's Black it's, Panther. It's not. But Black Panther's not really an origin film. Black Panther's not that highly rated. Maybe uh, by audience, critics, but yeah, not audience. audience. Scores, um, that's. I mean, that's up there with what, some of the top rated MCU films yeah. of all time. Yeah. Which, I mean, that that's up there with the top rated of many films of all time. Yeah, which I. I don't know if I put it there. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Same uh, with IMDb, yeah. 8.1 8. out of 10. Metacritic gave it a 69. Yeah. Some score didn't have anything. Really? I think it's because it's still opening weekend. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, guys. It made a lot of money, apparently. Didn't it break some records? As of July 5th, which, which is means the from Tuesday to Friday. Yeah. Um, it's made 123 million U.S., 342 million worldwide, which means by the end of this weekend, 
it's going to be up there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else about details for Spider-Man Far From Home? Uh, it does. I, I just read this as you guys are walking up today. Um, it does conclude the third wave of the MCU. It's the last movie in the uh, phase three. Phase three. What's phase one? Iron Man. Phase one is up through Avengers, right? Yeah. The first Avengers? Yeah. And then what's phase two? I forgot. Maybe second Avengers. No. I don't remember. Civil War? Yeah, phase two is up through... Yeah, I think right before Civil War or at Civil War. And all these have been phase three. Like Doctor Strange was phase three. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Black Panther. Black Panther, Panther. yeah. Yeah. Uh, The first Ant-Man was phase two, I think. Yeah, but the second one was P3. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what was this film rated? PG thirteen. Was it? Was it just because Fury said "bitch" or something like that at one point? Yeah, and yeah, all the violence was pretty ho hum. Yeah, I thought a lot of it was kind of like PG esque, and then there was just like one moment or two of like, oh, yeah, it's weird. That's actually a great point. I'm not sure if yeah. it was rated. Let's look it up, guys. I would be surprised if it's PG based on something that. Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson said. PG-13. Huh. Yeah, I felt like, especially the first half, the, the content was not necessarily PG-13-esque. But maybe, like, the violence could have been, right? Especially at the end where you have, like, essentially like, the last scene of the movie, he, like, tries to shoot Peter in the head, which is a pretty aggressive PG action. Anyway. Yeah. 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 I don't know what the, where you cross the line yeah. from PG to PG-13. And Maybe it's it, just having Samuel L. Jackson in your movie. <laughs> and given that I haven't been under 18 in a long time, I don't really think about ratings. Right, I don't really think about, like, well, can I go to this movie or not anymore. I definitely, anymore, when it's an R-rated film, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's probably going to make it better, <laughs> is how I think about it anymore. Yeah. Alright, guys, we thumbing? Thumbing. Thumbing. Dave, are you ready? Your face looks kind of blank right now. Are you thinking? Because I'm kind of thinking still. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I know mine. No, I know exactly my thoughts on the movie. I just don't know how to translate that into a thumb. So remember that it's, how did you enjoy it? That's all. Okay, don't overthink it, Dave. You're right. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Uh, Dave's got thumbs up. I do. I've got thumbs up. Yep. Duran's got thumbs sideways. Now, thumb sideways. I was going to do a little gimmick thing. I know you guys hate me doing gimmicks. I was actually going to do this and then do this. Because the movie... Up until the point where there was the when plot da- twist. When, when Scott says do this and then Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I had my thumb down, and then I rotated it to thumbs up. Yeah. When there was the plot twist, uh, up until that plot twist, right? They're fighting Which, the big lava monster. So the f- the main plot twist? Yeah, yes. No, not the one in the end credit scene? Yeah. No, yeah, right before... <laughs> up until the end <laughs> credit scene? I was like, this is trash. <laughs> so so up until they did the plot twist... So basically, like up, up through the fight with the lava monster... I was kind of like, I'm over this. Like, in my mind, I was like, this is it? Right? They're fighting the big bad guy, and they just... He did the thing where he's like, I sh- I'm doing something I should have done a long time ago. Like, in my mind, I was like, I am over this. Wow. Like, in the theater, I was like, this is a thumbs down. Like, this is... Like, I'm not... And in my mind, too, I was like, has it really been two hours? And I was like, no, it hasn't. It has not they been got him. two wow, hours. They got him. Oh, you. they did. Got oh, him. they got me hard. Oh. And then as soon as that plot was tapping, I was like... Like, literally, like, my body posture, like, move forward in my seat. I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, this Man, is it. Nice. I would kill to have not known that Mysterio was going to be a villain. Oh, I knew he was going to be a villain. The whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I had... 
No idea. No, oh, zero idea. That's I great. And even I love even it. the moment where like Peter gets the drone in 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 the fight with the lava monster and like pulls it, and they have that like the scene where you see it like skim down the alleyway. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, what? What's that? What? Like, what? Yeah. And and then later on, I was like, oh, nice. Oh, they totally got me. Hundred percent. Nice. Yeah. That so would... that's that's why it's a thumbs up for me. And in that shift from that like very like I would call like stereotypical like cookie cutter yeah. Agents of Shield well like thing I think right? the way you describe it is so great because you're like oh like this is such so lame that like yeah. oh here's the big baddie and then he gives this like speech and like dives into him and kills him and and like it just felt so lame. I yeah. feel like that's great because it's like they even make reference to like. Oh man, we had one of our guys write up this fake story, and they yeah. bought it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I can't yeah. believe they bought this. It's like people will believe anything, and it's just like, yeah, people will believe anything. Yeah, I liked it. You guys, so you guys went into the movie expecting Mysterio's gonna be that guy. Mysterio's, yeah, a, okay. yeah I, I knew that he's he's a classic Spider-Man villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know that, but I mean, like, they've done other things in the past. Yeah, you're right. right? Like, oh, Scroll I, or classic. Oh yeah, villains, right? Like they've done other stuff. I yeah, and that, this actually gets into a little a common trend we talk about is expect- expectations mm-hmm. and I had zero expectations going into That's it. That's like great. I, I, I didn't, if you would have asked me ahead of time, like, is Mysterio a villain? I would have been like, probably he has a, like, he doesn't have a face. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to pinpoint like what his powers were or like how he fits in this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so anyway, I didn't realize how what he was going to be i guess like i didn't realize oh he's someone that worked with tony stark and he's just a normal guy yeah. i thought he was going to be like an actual like super villain in the sense that like his powers were real but he was use but he was actually using his powers to create the illusion not that he was just a really smart guy who came yeah. up with uh yeah projections of illusions and drones to like create a superhero out of nothing type of thing. So that part of it, I was like, Oh, actually I do really appreciate that. And that he's not just like some random supervillain from space who came to earth and started and figured out who the people are that he needs to trick in order to take over the planet type of thing. So I like that a lot. Well, and it it avoids the power creep too of like a extraterrestrial or extra dimensional, Absolutely. Right? Like he, he exists in the technology of the universe already. Yeah. Right? Like, it's all Tony Stark's tech anyway, which we've already kind of accepted as real. Right? Yeah. Like, the drones flying around with cloaking and holographic stuff. Like, okay. Like, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. That seems realistic for this universe. Oh, yeah. Which I liked. I thought it was good. Well, they even made reference to, like, that whole... I can't remember which movie it is. Where... Iron Man 3? With the no, no, it's Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, right? Because that's where you introduce Tony's dad. Yeah. So you, Tony, they have that whole like hologram of Tony going back and like watching young him interact with him, his parents and stuff. So they were just like, yeah, obviously this is something we can do. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, and it's called I'm Barf. Buying it's it. Called Barf. It's called Barf. Yeah, I like those callbacks too. For for a movie, one of the things I want to talk about later is the idea of like where this movie sits in the larger narrative of MCU, but those callbacks to, like, oh, you were that guy that was yelled at in Iron Man 1, and you were, right? Like, those are those are just really nice ways to tie yeah. into a larger story. Does anyone know, because I assume not, uh, if Jake Gyllenhaal was actually in oh, I assume not. Winter Soldier? I have no idea. I would be amazed Because that was. the other guy getting yelled at by 
what's his name? Uh, is it Tobias? No, Tob- not Tobias. Is it? I think it might be. Maybe. Tobias. Yeah. Obadiah. Obadiah, that's his name, yeah. That, yeah. Like, they. that scene is actually in the movie. That's I, actually the guy. I doubt, and I think it was Civil War, not Winter Soldier. It might have been Civil War. But I doubt. Oh, yeah, 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 Civil War. highly yeah. doubt. That Jake Gyllenhaal Yeah, because Jake chilling. was cast in this, after that movie was wrapped, it would, yeah. yeah. It would surprise me. Especially, like, him. Um, let's talk about... Wait, 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 you set thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you why you're the middle thumb, and oh, yeah. then I was going to go into me. Um, because I think it, for me, it just comes down to how much did I enjoy the movie. And so my thought on it, and it's not necessarily a negative thought, but I feel like this movie was sort of like a teen, mm-hmm. um, like a teen angst-like romance yeah. movie. Teen mm-hmm. comedy. Teen comedy. Do you know and, what teen comedy is? Yeah, that's the thing is I'm not a big fan of teen comedies. Well, that's um, also not necessarily what you want in a Marvel movie. Yeah, but well, what I will say is that it makes perfect sense for the movie to be shot, to be written and shot and created that way because that's the characters, mm-hmm. right? Like, it it wouldn't necessarily make sense for them to take these characters and throw it into, like, an Avengers tone yeah. movie. And did we... I don't know if we talked about this, but, right, like, Homecoming definitely changes the stakes of a superhero movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like, the ultimate bad of Homecoming is that, like, the girl he likes his dad is the villain. Yeah. Right? And they do tie into the whole thing where they're getting alien tech and whatever, but ultimately, like, it's a very high school-esque problem. Yeah. And I think I think this movie does a great job of kind of continuing that, where sure. it's like, oh, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is not necessarily dealing with the end of the world. He's dealing with a smaller scale problem. Mm-hmm. Well, this this problem was way bigger scale than Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. but pretty di- large scale. But it directly impacted like his class trip. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, with the teen comedy thing, I keep on saying teen comedy. The teen comedy thing, it's he's the only character that a it works for and b you kind of need because that's Spider Man's whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And this is why I like this movie. I'm not sure if I liked it more than Homecoming, but the thing I did better on the Spider-Man front of things, right? Because I still have an issue with how they're playing the character of Spider-Man. I love both movies, but as far as like Spider-Man goes, I think there's some big issues. We can unpack those later. But I think that uh, the whole thing is like he he still has high school things, and he's a high school kid. He's trying to like balance his stuff, and he can't be. And this whole movie, I thought it did a really good job, like. Peter never had a chance to breathe because he was always like torn between these two worlds and he's like trying mm-hmm. to keep his life together and trying to go after the girl he likes which was set up like they had good chemistry this is what almost made me go sideways right this movie had so everyone had so much chemistry and I think all the acting was really really good but it was so good like that didn't you think about it, like oh that's all it was like MJ and him Zendaya and Tom have really good chemistry on screen. I thought they were really good together, but like, doesn't flesh out. And especially with that mid-credit scene, now that we know that, okay, MJ's got the secret, but now we're not gonna be able to get any play with that in the future because now everyone knows who he is. You know, yeah. I'm all over the place. But my point is, the teen comedy thing I think well, works and is kind of important. You still get play though because they're a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like so. Now all of a sudden, like everyone knows not only that he's Spider Man, but everyone knows that she's dating Spider Man. Yeah. Right. And so you still have some vector there. No, for sure. 
Yeah. I think, just to get back to my middle thumb, I do want to say that I think they picked the right tone for this movie to have it be sure. sort of like a teen comedy romance movie. I think it's absolutely they needed it to be that tone because of the characters, because of the situation, because of all that. So I, I my whole thing is that I'm just not a huge fan of teen comedy yeah. romances. Sure. Uh, did you guys like so, Jake? So that's why, you, sorry, that's why you didn't like Aquaman. It's because the that teen romance, uh, yes, road trip. That's in the, the only of that reason. Movie. Oh my gosh, that road trip. Uh, Jake, yeah, Gyllenhaal, the the Quentin Beck, Jake Dutch. the Snake, Gyllenhaal. Yep. Apparently, uh, I will say this: if you're gonna do an overt, an overtly just insane, what is even going on exposition dump in the middle of your movie? Oh, have Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal deliver it. I was a fan of that. That's gonna maximize. Any other, that is literally, that scene, I hate everything about that scene, except for I love everything about that scene, because yeah. Jake did such a good job. You mean with him, like, cheersing in everyone? The bar. Yep. In, in the, the bar. bar. Yeah. Because yeah. all it was, was like, I'm just going to lay out yeah. all of this. We're just going to We're just going to read, we're just going to go over everything. You're going to get all the details. And right it's just now. like, that, I, that normally, I just like hate that stuff, yeah. but that, the scene where he was just like, Wait, uh, and like everything starts to dissolve around him, and the and the way his disposition changes. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but it was like, man, you were so close to being so stupid, but I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his character has some interesting issues because the whole thing is that he's kind of deranged, but at the same time, not. I don't know. He seemed like they swung back and forth a lot on. His derangedness and his I think derangedness. They f- yeah, I think they found a good middle ground, though. Because it's not like he's insane. Yeah. He's not just your typical, like, oh, no, he's crazy. Yeah. It's he's more that he is smart and maniacal. Yeah. And has, like, an idea. But, like, that scene where he has the drones uh, targeting Carl, or whatever his name was. Brad. Brad? Right, when they're, when they're like, rehearsing the... The fight scene, mm-hmm. it seemed oh, weird, yes. right? Like, why? Why doesn't the guy who's controlling the drones have control over the drones to kill him? Right, and I guess it's because he has the glasses. Yeah. But before he had the glasses, they could control the drones. So yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was just kind of jarring, but I feel as though they could have had a they could have had a conflict without uh, him resorting to just like blatant threatening stuff right like I feel as though the relationship of that team would have been a little more interesting to me if it wasn't if it had coerced, been right? yeah if it was actually like if Mysterio actually was all of those other people right and you kind of had that in the end where he's like calling the guy he's like what do I say right the script writer kind of guy like, what do I say what do I do yeah. right make sure the things is steamed. my cape steamed yeah. yeah like I think it would have been a lot more interesting to show that relationship a little more from the standpoint of like a team that is making those rash decisions instead of just him like absolutely coercing them into making the decisions. Yeah, I think that would have actually been really great. Yeah, but I think it's a little bit of nitpick too because well, then you get the it's before the credits even of the guy who was controlling the drones, like dumping stuff onto a hard drive. Yeah, and then yeah, dipping yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, which would be interesting if Let they if they use it. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about what I feel like could be a is a polarizing aspect of this movie potentially although evidently not well the intro what about the intro with uh, the movie 
Yeah, intro to the movie. How they opened it. Like what the you guys think? Whitney Houston and the... Yep. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. Wait, what do you mean by polarizing? So I feel like to completely play... Because, I mean, Endgame... First off, the emotional arc from Infinity War to Endgame oh, okay. is pretty yeah. strong, right? Sure. sure, And then just completely rip, rip it for comedy. Riff it for comedy, which I'll say was hilarious. I, I, I thought it was purely comedy. I thought it was... Uh, I mean, making memes out of dead heroes and playing with with like bad resolution pictures of the people who died with Whitney Houston but playing. But that's like 100% what a high schooler would do. Yeah, no, totally, right? But I just think that some people would look at that. I didn't, but I could see the potential for some people who are like really into Endgame and into the MCU. Be like, oh man, like the next movie, they're just like, yep, that happened. Yeah. I So that's that, that was the topic I want to talk about is, is how Spider-Man fits into the larger narrative in that they're still trying to do a very Spider-Man-centric story. And I thought they actually did pretty good. This is kind of writing off your point. We can get back to it. But I thought they did a pretty good job of recognizing where Spider-Man fits. And they spent a fair amount of time with Spider-Man kind of grieving slash identifying with where he wants to fit in the larger uh, universe, kind of externally, which I think was more interesting than just doing like a name drop or a, right, like a Nick Fury type, like he just comes in and says something, right? They, they actually pulled that apart a little bit and had that be part of his conflict throughout the film was how do I do this? What am I doing? Right? The whole misinterpretation of what Tony's message to him said, right? Which which I thought actually fit pretty well in terms of... Well, hold up. Actually, did Mysterio write that message? No. No. The scroll might have. No. Tony We did. assume Tony did. We assume Tony did. Yeah. Right. So, right, and how Mysterio was able to, like, manipulate that into... Uh, Peter giving him the glasses, right? And but but I felt as though that was an interesting position to be put into a movie where one of I think your guys' critiques, for example, for like Captain Marvel, was that they knew where they had to start and they knew where they had to end, and that arc wasn't convincing to you, right? It wasn't inspiring to you. This is kind of me putting words into your mouth, but right, like that was one of the problems of that movie. Whereas this, they had like a concrete place they had to start. They had to start yeah. with end game yeah. finishing right like you had to reckon with that before you could move on which was also a thing that we talked about maybe going into end game was like how do you have a movie where tom holland is dissolved but then also have a movie starring him coming out a couple of months afterwards right yeah yeah i just thought it was interesting i think they could have gone any number of directions yeah. with addressing the fact they're like, oh, hey, this is post-Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are back. The blip happened. Mm-hmm. And describing all that. And I think they picked a decent one by saying, let's do it from the perspective of high school students. Mm-hmm. Because doing it from like any other perspective wouldn't really fit in this movie. Because mm-hmm. this movie is supposed to be centered on high school students. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's... A super difficult thing to do um, to come back from to come from Endgame to the next movie knowing that oh man the tonal shift is going to mm-hmm. be massive mm-hmm. and just the everything about every Marvel movie is going to be impacted I feel by Endgame from now on 
And yeah, unless you were to treat Endgame as like this is it, right? This is the end. Yeah, and we're not going to make any other movies in this universe. But they're not, right? Like, yeah, that's not what's happening. Not only are they making more, they're still going to be using a lot of the characters yeah. that existed during and before Endgame. Yeah. So, I one of the reasons why I would have put a thumbs up for this is because I feel like they did a really good job of doing what Marvel has done with so many movies, which is they. They adapted the tone and everything about the movie to mm-hmm. fit the movie sure. and the story in the movie. And they didn't necessarily say, okay, how does this, you know, how can we connect this thoroughly to the rest of the universe? Um, no, they brought in the guy who made the first Spider-Man with Tom Holland and they said, hey, we're, you know, make another Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Don't make an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Make another Spider-Man movie. He did a lot better job directing the action this time, I thought. Although his the way he shot everything else was the most stale, boring, I thought. Like I love the characters, I love the dog. I liked I really liked the movie, but just like reverse, reverse, reverse. Like it was just like, come on, you do something for me here. Like the action was cool. There was one scene in particular around the bridge where it was falling Spidey along, doing mm-hmm. all this web stuff. I was like, that was awesome. But just everything else was like, man. Oh man, I want to say no. though the all of the scenes where Spidey is inside of mm. yep. the illusions, I was getting as soon as they started happening and they just like ramped up. I was like, these are yep. amazing, yep. and it was into the Spider Verse vibes yeah. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. way through. And I yeah. was like, man, I'm actually I'm super stoked Ew. that they actually took the time and effort to create those scenes and that show. Because cool. mm-hmm. that's, that's a mysterious thing. Yeah, that's his thing. That was cool. They did that. And I think they did. I think. They oh, you're great. talking about. I thought you were talking about the very end when he's inside the, in London. You're talking about when he goes to confront Mysterio. When he well, Spider Man goes like, to really Nick, weird acid yeah. trip. The acid yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too. That was cool. I think yeah. those were, fantastic. Yeah. And super well done. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Which, in the back of my mind, when I think about that, it also is a little annoying to me because that implies that they're generating those scenes on the spot. Which seems counterintuitive to I don't, what they were. Yeah, I, they probably have like some pre-built yeah. things. Um, because yeah, I had that same thought of like, are they just is someone just like rapidly like yeah. creating these scenes as they're happening, or are these like pre-built things that they're able to sort of like cycle in and out of? And I assume it's the latter. I was waiting for a, a clip to cut cold to Spidey just doing this in the middle of an empty yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this was just like watching him. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad that well, they didn't. And I like how they had two different scenes where you thought the illusion was over but it wasn't. Yeah. Right? Like there's the scene in that part in that series where he sees Fury, Fury right? Yeah. And he's he's like, oh, thank goodness you're here. And he, he divulges who he told, right? Yeah. yeah. And then at the end too when he sees Mysterio on the ground yeah. in... And the yeah, if you're th- yeah, if you're thinking really hard about it, you're like, this is probably a, a thing, right? This is probably I, I didn't expect it. I I was on the fence about it as it was going. I was like, oh, this could go either way. And, but then that that yeah. resolution of like, oh, it wasn't. Yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. That was just a nice yeah, a nice twist of the illusion and the illusion kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my thumb was up, but I do have a big gripe with the movie, and I want to yeah. see what you guys think about this. Yeah, is first off, I think a pure a Spider-Man purist will not like the movie because it's so Tony Stark centered. Yeah. And there's one scene in particular I'll bring up. There's a slew of examples, but I'll just bring up one. And that's when there's conversation with Happy in the jet. 
And oh yeah, and it was a good sure. di- It was a good line of dialogue. It was a good conversation. It ends with Happy being like, "Dude, you need to be you. Like yeah. you need to be Peter Parker. Be Spider Man." And then the very next scene, they crank ACDC and they show Peter being Tony Stark. Yeah. And I was like, "But I think that's the point, though, too. In that, like, in this instance of Spider Man, right? I'm not. I like Spider Man a lot. He's." Up there in terms of like my favorite characters, and yeah. he's actually one of only characters that I've actually read like one or two of the comics. Yeah, and when I say one or two, I mean like one or two issues. Yeah, right, like not yeah arcs. Yeah, but but at the same time, like the, this interpretation of Spider-Man is entirely based on Tony Stark. It, it, it is, right? and so that's the thing. Like so, like up to even like his suit in Endgame is just a mini Iron Man. It's suit, a mini Iron right? suit. So the that's the, that's what. So it's you're right, and it's like a new twist on. Mm-hmm. It's a new because basically Tony Stark is Uncle Ben. Basically, yeah, sure. you see the sure. you see the briefcase once, and then it gets destroyed off screen somewhere with a big explosion. Yeah, but don't they reference Uncle Ben in the first one? Mm-hmm. Probably, maybe one. It's maybe like a throwaway. No, I don't want to say throwaway line, yeah. but it's like a. But basically, though, but it's but it. I assume within this universe, Uncle Ben dies before he's ever Spider Man. Yeah, which is different. Yeah, but but I think that's one of the things that's well, we a hallmark, know. though, of, of Homecoming is that it's an origin story without being another Spider-Man origin yes. story, right? We, and we like don't... Yeah, exactly. In recent memory, we have the other two Spider-Mans that have, like, very similar origin stories, and in, yeah. in, in Homecoming, it's like... He's like that, that exposition that you don't want to hear yeah. is, like, kind of a... Right? He's, like, walking down the street, maybe with Ned, and he kind of just, like, yeah. oh, yeah, this thing happened. Yeah. Right? And well, he doesn't really go into and, it. We definitely don't need to see Uncle Ben die again, but I just feel like it's not realistic the, for him to not reference really the one of the main influences on his outlook on well, being a hero. But I would say that might not be true, though. In this iteration? In this iteration. Yeah, yeah. potentially I, not. I think your interpretation of Tony Stark as Uncle Ben, I think, is... He functions I, as a same I haven't way. thought about it that way, and I think that's very much probably what they're doing. Right? Yeah, like, that makes exactly. a lot of sense in terms yeah. of... He which that, like, guiding... fits for this iteration of Spider-Man, which yeah. I love because I yeah. think Tom's great, but it's just very different. Yeah. Yeah. True classic. Yeah. I, th- there's also some things in terms of the... They kind of poke fun at this when Spider-Man's talking to Nick Fury, and he's like, but this isn't the neighborhood, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is... I'm not needed. Right? Uh, going into this movie, Spider-Man's identity was protecting New York. It wasn't in being an Avenger. Yep. Um... Yeah. Which is as another kind of forceful pull away from traditional Spider-Man stories of just like, oh for he's sure, doing his thing for the borough kind of thing. And the thing that Homecoming did way worse than this one is build up the tension that Peter has between his everyday life and Spider-Man. It mm-hmm. did a little bit, but this one was a lot better, I thought. And especially, you made it, it made it very clear that Peter was so concerned. He's just like, dude, this is too big. Too much. Like, just let me be a kid. Let me be my well, and his local first concern guy. was like, my friends will figure it out. Exactly. Right. Like right. his first thing was like, which, no, they're gonna know. Which I really liked. It played up on that kind of high school. He's a sixteen-year-old aspect. Yeah. Um. But the thing that it did, I thought the villain was stronger in Homecoming. At least the arc. Maybe it was a little bit more tightly packaged. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this villain relies on the MCU, right? Like as much yeah. as Drain was saying that this movie definitely has a tonal feeling different from the MCU, right? The storyline is highly dependent on Oh, absolutely. All of the Iron Man movies, definitely, and some yeah. of the Yeah. Right. Um but like all that being said, I think that it uh it all worked yeah. pretty well. I mean so one of my gripes 
while I was watching it even is uh, Peter's intelligence mm. and how they spend very very little time actually showing that he's super smart. Mm-hmm. There's the thing with the multi-dimension thing. Yeah, where he starts it. spouting knowledge about how multi-dimensions could possibly work. Which now we also think is a lie, right? Like, Mysterio is not from a multi-dimension. Yeah, I don't think it's... there. I mean, as of right now, I would say multi-dimensions have not been proven to exist in the well, MCU. Well, except Endgame. Endgame. That's not... Splits different realities. It splits realities. I guess that's dimension. I know too, it's that's it's, it's interesting. Yeah, because Into the Spider Verse is not technically an MCU, right? No, it's not. Okay. No. Yeah. So then, I don't. That really... was where my head went immediately, though, when they brought that up. I was like, Well, oh. I think that's a kind of a when uh, Mysterio is talking about like the guy who wrote his story, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's cheersing him, and yeah. he's like. Man, I can't believe people... He was just like, multi-dimensions? Yeah. Like, man, yeah. people are dumb. And it's just like, I feel like they wrote that knowing like, oh, hey, we're referencing Into the Spider-Verse yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, Peter's intelligence in general, because, I mean, he is going to... The high school they go to is like a technical high school, like a private high school for like smart... Isn't that the whole point? It doesn't Tony set him up with that, right? Isn't that one of the things that happens in maybe Civil War is that Tony transfers the school? I feel I like he was already there. Yeah, he was already there. So that was never okay. thing, yeah. Um, but I think it was that he was already there because he's already really smart. Yeah. And then he gets his powers and stuff. I was, do like how they had Flash, the character of Flash, because it, originally he's like a big jock and he's just a nerd that just makes fun of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Flash yeah. Thompson? Yeah, yeah Flash yeah, Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. I like his character a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I really liked the and it, and it just teased it, but I loved it that moment when he's like, "Oh, hello, Charles. Could mother not make it?" Yeah, and he's like, and he's just like, you just like, I see so much more into your character yeah. now. Yeah, he's obviously like he was neglected from his super rich parents. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, did they have any signs of intelligence in Homecoming other than like the background? You're going to a cool school because that's part of well, Spider-Man's whole thing is that he's. He's highly exceptional. He should be, because I'm pretty sure he should be on kind of the same level as Tony. Yeah. He's just a younger, less experienced, less total knowledge base than Tony. But it's, and I feel like that's part of the, one of the reasons why they're setting him up to fill Tony's shoes is because it's like, you've got the abilities to become Tony Stark. Not just, like, the superhero abilities, but, like, you're an intelligent kid who can, like, step in and, like, start working out problems and working with technology and doing all those things but they never even address that side of it outside of him talking about multiverse and then yeah there's the jet making his own suit like those are the only two things where it's like oh wait is spider-man actually like as smart as tony yeah they could have played that up a lot more there's one scene in homecoming in the classroom the classic like he just rattles off this insane answer that was it i think i hope that they don't go that route though I don't want them to set him up to be the next Tony Stark, even though that's kind of been the momentum, and that's why I brought the Tony Stark thing. But I think if you reframe that scene that is obviously supposed to be a callback to like Iron Man 1 and 2, where Tony's doing the whole like holographic suit mm-hmm. thing, I think if you change the perspective, though, from that being a Tony Stark moment to being a superhero moment, yeah, right, in that in the, that's, that's a... Right, because you, you could easily see that scene, too, with like a Batman, right? Where like Bruce Wayne is like... Yeah. constructing his suit right? yep. in in 
Christopher Nolan's Batman, you have that kind of montage where Bruce Wayne and or Albert and or what's his name? Uh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. Well, what's his Ju- name? Uh, Ju- it's not Julius, but it's very similar. It's like Lucius, 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 Lucius Fox. Um, right, where they're like making the technology. Yeah. Right? Like, in, and if you view that scene more as like super intelligent person making suit scene which is shared with Iron Man and Tony Stark and it's like obviously evocative of that but if you shift that perspective more to like right, which fits the MCU iteration of Spider-Man yeah for sure and, and especially because like we don't see that with Thor because Thor doesn't make his suit and you don't yeah. see it with and he's fat with <laughs> fat uh, Captain America I did love that scene where where uh, what's his name Happy tries yeah. to throw the shield and oh, he's, he's like, like gosh. how did yeah, Captain yeah, America I do, do that? that I can't do that <laughs> oh god yeah I can't do that that was great uh, I thought we were sharing. That the comedy landed for the most part. the The teacher was like, no, "All right, we get no, it. I get it. I get it." But everything else, man, I was like, "Yeah, landed for me. It really did." Yeah, I think yeah. again, it it does a great job of being like a teen comedy romance. Very light, yeah. Ve- designed to be very light, and actually, it could have shot itself in the own foot. It could have shot itself in its own foot because it was so preoccupied with being light. It sure. almost brushed over a few things that should have had more gravitas. Like you would, you would mention that it spent a decent amount of time with Tony's grief in the beginning, yeah. and I had a different outlook on that. It did, but it still felt it worked, but it was on the borderline of being too preoccupied with being easily digestible. Yeah, I don't disagree, which is why it's a ninety-six yeah. percent because it is super digestible, and everyone had insane chemistry. Yeah, but I also don't know. Okay, so it sounds like. I'm going off of the like the intro with the students giving like the morning announcements. I would, I want to watch that again. Um, that it's probably been around a year since the blip. It yeah, since everyone was yeah, brought back because they they make the thing about like they're making us retake this year. Yeah, like we yeah. took the first half of school, but yeah. then we had yeah. to like start from scratch again, yeah. which makes me think it's been like one calendar year. Yeah. So then then it kind of makes if you're. If you get that sense of it, they're like, okay, it's been a year. Uh, Spider-Man's had a year to sort of reflect on the loss of Tony and stuff. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, obviously he's still going to be reminded. And and the fact that there's going to be like murals and things like that all over the world about it. Like, yeah, you're never going to forget about it. But after a year, I feel like, yeah, he's going to be able to roll with it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Well, they even have the scene where they're doing like the fundraising and he's in the... Iron Spider suit. Yeah, so they're doing stuff like that. Like, it's it's become... Uh, they've all sort of accepted it, I guess, at a certain point. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. They haven't really... I thought that they would tease more, like, who the next Avengers are going to be with this. Yeah, they kind of brushed over it, right? They have the scene where Spider-Man's like, yeah, go call Thor and... What's Thor doing? Off-world. Off-world. Then... Where's Doctor Strange? Preoccupied. Preoccupied. Yeah. What about uh, Captain Marvel? Don't invoke don't her name. Invoke Which I thought was a little weird. Name. Oh, yeah, it's just the fate of the world. But yeah, we won't invoke her name. But, but like, what? I, um, one thing I, I just read as you guys are coming up, that was the first time in the MCU that they referred to Captain Marvel as Captain Marvel. Oh. Which I thought is a little interesting. Um, yeah. But, but also the idea, and that could be a callback to the fact that, like, even in the story... Spider-Man and his friends, I should say, Peter Parker and his friends, come up with names for, like, Mysterio. Yeah. Right? Like, that's kind of more what 
kids are going to do is is come up with like these cool superhero names as opposed to yeah night monkey um night monkey but but like why why would why would uh fury's response be don't invoke her name so like, i think that's like really where the end i think credit, it's because the end credit scene maybe kind of helps explain this like the scrolls like oh shoot because oh, he was I never nick fury think about yeah that. he was scroll the whole time oh yeah. so he's like i'm trying to handle this for nick fury i gotta make sure i can take care of this so he doesn't get mad at me and I just, gotta, just don't even bring mm. it up yeah. maybe that's why that makes yeah. sense yeah I but, think that makes sense yeah. for that scene. I am still mm. confused why. I like that scene even more now. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think at this point, it's getting more and more difficult to do these like single superhero films because... That's always a question of like, wait, why isn't it's everyone like, here? What are the stakes in this yeah. film? Yeah. And if they're high, why is, why is no one else around helping out? Yeah. Why is there... Where is Black Panther? Where is Doctor Strange? Where is Captain Marvel? Preoccupied. Uh, Don't invoke her name. Preoccupied. Where is Thor? Where is... Wait, wait, wait. Where is Black Panther during this? Off-world, man. Is he? Yeah. He's preoccupied. No. Um, You're not answering my question seriously. Well, so... Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. But I will say this. Apparently... I don't know this because I haven't seen it twice, but I was reading a thing. Upon second viewing with that perspective in mind... It changes You notice a ton of stuff about fearing about things with that and I can't recall any particulars and they didn't, didn't give any examples but the guy was like second viewing you definitely pick up on some small things I can see it because I actually thought in reflecting that Nick Fury's performance was a little off it was off yeah I was like that's not how what's Sam what is, why is he being like this it's, yeah it seemed a lot more like forceful than yeah. I remember Nick Fury being and I I hadn't even considered the more real implications of like oh it was scroll the whole time yeah oh that's interesting yeah yeah well then, it okay. So in the second in credit scene, yeah, when you when it actually goes to the real Nick Fury, yeah, what's he up to? Yeah, he seems to still be in charge, right? Cause he's yeah, he's kind of overseeing, commanding people to get him his Fine. shoes. Yeah, who's got my shoes? Uh, he's on a giant spacecraft. Yeah, doing what with who type of thing. Yeah, and like you said, it's a year after, right? Like this yeah. isn't directly after Endgame. Like stuff has happened. Yeah, that we don't necessarily know about. So. Um, that brings up interesting thoughts. Yeah. The whole, like, the whole idea of, uh, where are the other superheroes? What are they doing? It's a year after. There's clearly stuff going on on Earth that they could be helpful mm-hmm. bringing in. Uh, but they're not. So what are they doing? I feel like that. And it's probably somewhat intentional to be like, no, they're busy. There's other things going on. Yeah, at least they, they, I feel as though Marvel in the past has done these things where they, and this might be more my opinion from like the TV shows that Marvel does, but they do name droppings to do that without actually using the names. So I remember in like Daredevil, they talk about like the guy with the shield and the hammer, right? They don't actually say Captain America and Thor. Yeah. Whereas this, they're like very open about like, hey, my buddies that I fought with, where are they, right? Where's Thor? I know him. Yeah. Right. Which I just—I thought that was a lot more cohesive. Speaking of Daredevil, yes, same cinematographer for Far From Home has a lot of episodes from Daredevil, oh, the yeah? TV show. Um, you didn't like the cinematography, which is why it surprised me even more. It wasn't the cinematography; it was the dra- yeah, it just was very bland. The action was well was well done well, but everything else, I was like, I, I was introduced. So as I was watching it, I was thinking about your guys' critiques on superhero action, and I actually felt, or I was expecting you guys to say you didn't like the action. Uh, well, Spider-Man has I, his own 
the fact I think it masks it with the nature of Spider-Man's powers because he's not makes it a little bit more digestible yeah. to be like oh this is something new so I don't have a standard to really reference this against maybe um, I did feel like the final swing was um, what do you mean the final swing the final swing like every Spider-Man movie has a final trumpet swing right? oh Raimi's got his swings yeah, 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 and Garfield with, does with MJ, with, with MJ yeah. I, I enjoyed that where yeah. she's just like nope 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 yeah 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 I liked it too but I also am thinking back now there's some cool shots they put in they put in some perspective shots from the drones being hit with the web yeah yeah. mixed in there and yeah. like I like the small stuff like that it, it just seemed very uh, jumpy jumpy which I feel is like one of your guys' critiques yeah in Marvel especially if, yeah. if, if you asked me to rate like the action sequences in this yeah. film compared to like other MCU or other superhero films I'd say it was average yeah um, I think the one the one thing that I would say is uh, it's clearly a ton of CG mm-hmm. but then but you have guess have what that. that's what it actually is yeah. Yeah. Like, it's Mysterio's actually creating CG, yeah. so yeah. they get a pass, yeah. a pass on that, I guess. I also thought it was interesting looking at the first two big fights, even though they weren't real fights, uh, that Spider-Man couldn't fight them. Really? Yeah. A giant water thing he couldn't fight, and a giant fire thing he couldn't fight. Yeah. Because he's used to shooting webs at everything, Yeah. and as soon as he like, shoots a web at the fire guy, the web burns up, yeah. right? Like, like, I just thought that was a very interesting choice of villain. Villain? in the sense that they aren't the real villain, right? Yeah. That he couldn't actually fight them uh, with his normal powers. Yeah. Which I think they could have played up a little bit more. Well, the Elementals are a real Spider-Man villain. No, I know. Yeah. But, but, like, that first fight with the water monster, he didn't do yeah, anything. he couldn't do anything. Right? Like, yeah. even the tower he tried to save ended up breaking. Breaking anyway. Yeah. yeah. The bell thing was funny. And, yeah. And, and the fighting the lava monster, right? Like, he threw the rock into it. Yeah. Great. Okay. Good work. Which, like, uh, how did The Rock not hit drones? Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I think you can hand wave over that the drones blew up The Rock. Like, the, the, yeah, the drones. Which is also more surprising that Spider-Man was only able to hook onto a drone once. Yeah. Right? Because he was, like, all around the... Yeah, flying the, all over the place. The drones were like, get out of his way! Yeah. 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 I, I feel as if you think too hard about that, it kind of breaks You can out. get real nitpicky on it, and, yeah. And we don't really don't know. To. That's the other thing, is they don't really show you either if, like, the square that they were in had holographic projectors, or if they were all just drones. Because the uh, bar certainly seemed as though the entire room was holographic. Yeah. And there weren't drones after they dropped it. And if, and if uh, they're able to... Because Mysterio and his team were able to basically say, like, it's going to happen here. Yeah, it's going to happen here. Then they can set it all and, up. And we can move it to spaces we know it's going to be. Yeah. And I did think that was really cool. Actually, this is I didn't think about this until just now. That There was the scene in London where you saw the drones underwater. Mm-hmm. And you saw them kind of move water as they, like, push the bridge. Yeah. And then that's a callback to when they're in Venice. Yep. You and you it. see the drones, right? Yep, you don't you think do. they're drones at the time. But, like, that's just the drones moving through the water. Yep. Yeah. As a foreshadow to then, like, the water monster exactly. coming. I just thought that was really... Uh, un- I, I don't want to call it unintentional because I'm sure it was very intentional. But, like, a non-forced, uh, yeah. like, hint at, like, oh, yeah, those were drones. Yeah. yeah. Even though we know that. The right? best kind of hints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, we gave this one two and a half thumbs out of three. Sure. Yeah. Pretty solid. What, what so, Dren, your biggest critique is just simply that it... He doesn't like teen comedies? Yeah. It's a teen just comedy like romance. The feel wasn't your yeah. music. Yeah. Because yeah. I think... 
I think if you, I mean, that's one of the great things and also <coughs> one of the not great things, I guess, about MCU movies is that each of them are their own unique thing. They're all going to have their own unique tone. Yeah. And whether you like them or not may depend on if you're a fan of that type of movie. I mean, it's true. Yeah, because that's part of my reason I don't like Ragnarok is that it's a tonal shift. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think... Because then I was trying to think like, okay, both Spider-Man movies have sort of been like teen mm -hmm. comedy romances. So then I was like wondering if... Uh, like the other movies have that defined of like a tone and so I was like what about the Thor movies and then I was like no Thor doesn't have that Thor doesn't really have its own tone I guess to it it, it has, like the first it's, two Thors have like two a superhero tone yeah which is the same as Iron Man right like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think that that's one of the good things that the Spider-Man movies are doing is that they are sort of embracing a tone that fits with yeah, the characters and I think you're right that that's potentially a conscious choice by Marvel to differentiate them that way. Yeah. So they aren't just coming out with a superhero movie, right? Yeah. It's, it's more interesting than just that. Yeah, because I think, like, Guardians yep. has its own sort of tone. Yep. Like, you kind of, you know what yeah. you're getting with a Guardians movie, at least tonal. Yeah. And same with, like, Deadpool, even though I know it's different, right? Yeah, but, yeah, But still, yeah. Exactly. Same, I think that that's a great thing that they're doing, but I also think that that means that some people will... Maybe avoid Spider-Man movies, or some yeah. people will be more excited about Spider-Man movies because yeah. they know what tone they're getting. Yeah, interesting. No, that's good. But yeah. Um, do we want to do? Would you recommend? Would your parents enjoy this? Yeah, my uh, my mom and dad both would. My mom slightly more than my dad, I think. She likes easily digestible, funny things, and she'll think that Tom's cute. And dad would be like. Meh. What's the point? Yeah. He'd, he'd like it. He'd laugh. He'd be like, yeah, it was fun, but whatever. Uh, I think my mom would watch this one. Yeah. I don't think she'd like it, but I think she'd watch it. Nice. And my dad would like it. Because yeah. I, I agree, like, it's pretty... I don't want to call it mainstream, but it's pretty agreeable. Yeah. 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 Um, I think both my parents would watch it. Um, I think my dad would enjoy... Parts of it, I feel like out of all the MCU movies, for the same reason that I don't like it, he might not like it, that it is sort of like a teen movie, and that's just not his thing, and I think my mom would be fine with it. Uh, where would you put this in your MCU ranking? And or, where would you put this in your second Spider-Man movie ranking? Ooh. Uh, number two. In number two? The, in the second, I don't think I even saw in the second, second Andrew Garfield one. Yeah, don't. So it would be behind. Yeah, I think Spider Man Two is better than this one. Spider Man Two, really? With Tobey Maguire, I, I think. A, I think Spider Man Two is really yeah. good. Yeah, Spider Man Two, kind of like I don't know. It did such a great job as you, a sequel. Movie. I don't remember anything about Spider Man. Two. It's uh, uh, Doctor Octavius. Oh, that yeah. was pretty good. Doc Ock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of yeah. I feel like it came out, and I don't know if this was just me or. This was a common thing where people were like, "Oh, sequel movies are like blah." Yeah, yeah. Because that was still like early two thousands, where yeah. like if you if someone made a sequel, it was it was a directed DVD. Yeah, it was yeah. a directed DVD, or it was like studios Garbage. just trying to get money. But this came out, and you were like, "This is like a full fledged like real movie," and they yeah. did a good job. Yeah. Um. I would yeah. still put this one above those. But. I would. I would put. I mean, I think the bar's really high. I think the Sam Raimi, one and two Sam Raimi and Homecoming. And this one are all really really good. I liked Homecoming more than this. 
Yeah, I. That's what I'll man, say. Man, I liked them both. I have. That's tough for me. I'd have to think about that more. I think mainly because the the plot twist got me. I like this one a lot. Yeah, man. I wish, yeah. man. I wish I could go into movies. I, I think I like having more. no knowledge, <laughs> but it's so hard it these is. days. It's so hard. Uh, t- for me in the MCU as a grader, all twenty three films or whatever, I'd say this is top ten. Okay, for sure. Just because I love Spider Man, it might be for me. It's probably top half. Yeah, I'd probably say top half. I'd say top ten for sure. Actually, yeah. So top third. Yeah, top third. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool, uh, cool. Cool. I'll be more specific. Well, top half is basically top ten. There's twenty three of them. Yeah, no. Oh, that means top thir- top <laughs> 12, eleven and a half. Top eleven and a half. <laughs> so Which... I'm one and a half spots above <laughs> you guys. It sounds like so much bigger. Uh, I probably put it. Give me top ten, guys. Come on. What are you gonna watch before this? Do you want me to list them off? I'd yeah. say I'd say top eight. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's what I'm talking I'll say about. Top eight. Um, that plot twist, God, yeah. It did. Should I list them all off? I could. Yeah. What in no order? What are you gonna watch before this one? Okay, so Avengers one. Avengers one. Okay. Uh, Civil War. Civil War. Yep. Winter Soldier. Done. Uh, Infinity War. Keep them coming. Endgame. Let's go. Ragnarok. Okay. Iron Man one. Hmm. Getting close. Interesting. Um, yeah, I would, I would watch Iron Man. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. No. Um. You gotta say Homecoming. Homecoming. <laughs> um. This is the make or break one. I'm probably forgetting some. That's uh, like the whole so thing. Is like I'm probably forgetting missing, some. I'm already nine in, and you're I'm forgetting missing, some. Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. You're missing. I didn't really like Age yeah, of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. You're missing Strange. I'm missing Strange missing and the Ant Man's and the Thor's Marvel Thor. Uh, the first two. The first the two. Other Captain are America. Not good. First Captain America. First Captain America. Second is Guardians. Decent. Second Guardians is trash. Um, yeah, man, it's in your top ten, bro. Mm. Put it right there. That would put it at slide it in ten. Because uh, Black Panthers, <laughs> not, guess what? It's not there. Yeah, it's not there, guys. Black Panthers not top ten. It's what garbage. Would I watch this before Black Panther? Yes. Yeah. What? I would. I, would. Oh, I was. Yeah. I was posing the question to myself. I, I yeah, would watch yeah, yeah. this before. Um, man, I think there's at least one more though. Yeah, all right. Before well, until it. you can think of it, top ten. Nice job. Good work. We're all in agreement. Well, I think some of my movies would be a little different than Grant, but still top ten. Yeah. Thor Dark World. Thor Dark World nine times. This one at the tenth spot. Yep, exactly. <sighs> yeah, because I like this more than Captain Marvel. For sure. Maybe. I'd think about that one. I have to watch them again. Can that's, I include Aquaman? That's the thing. Dude, please. That <laughs> bumps it out of my top ten. <laughs> uh, Aquaman 20 times. Then this. All right. Okay, so David got me. It's in my top ten. It's number ten. Case closed. Uh, what's next, fellas? Uh, what's other next? media. Other media. Other David. media. Yeah, I had one, and I lost it. We oh, were, no, Dave. We were talking about was... Oh, yeah. Uh, Stranger Things Season 3 is out. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I've seen the first episode. So, it's the thing is, man, it's so, all the characters are so fleshed out, which makes it really enjoyable. So, a show like that can get away, which is, so I've seen the first two episodes of season three. And a show like that can get away with not, quote unquote, much happening, mm-hmm. because you're so invested in the people on screen, you can handle it. Yeah. Um, there was a few things that they rushed in season two, but for the most part... Really I mean, good. there were a couple episodes in season two that were just garbage. Yep. Yep. 
other couple episodes in season one that were garbage, which is why I did not what? watch season two. Yeah, I don't no, there's remember. one or two for sure. How many, epi- how many episodes are in the first season? Like ten? Ten, ten. and there's nine or in eight. the second. There's there's like only story for three episodes in the first season. Like they spend a lot of time doing nothing, and I just didn't care. They're playing D and D, man. They yeah. did. If they played D&D the whole time, I'd be in. Uh, yeah, so I'd say season three of uh, Stranger Things. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, in other media related to other things we've talked about, uh, I finished When They See Us. Ooh, after Duran ooh, ooh. reminded me that it was out. Yeah. And he said that the first episode was intense, which it was. Yeah. Did you finish it? Oh, I finished the series, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... I wrote a review of it. Did you? On what? His media. blog. On my blog. Oh, okay. Nice. Shameless blog. You blog. don't know because the only place I posted about it was on Facebook. It's called Rambling Millennial. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Google it. Um, okay. Not you. Everyone else. Oh, you're talking, oh, this it's is a, it's this sort is of an overview. It's not like a thorough review of it, but it was very much like a, hey, a this, I would recommend people watch yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, I felt the same way. I think there's a slight danger, even though I think that ultimately the problem with the entire story is that there's this over-reliance on this danger, but there's a slight danger in watching that and feeling like that's just one side of the story. Yeah. And I think the point is that up until now, there has only ever been the other side of the story being told, which is why it's such a tragedy. And so like, I'm not saying that it's bad because of that, but I think that there is a certain amount of me checking myself on like, wait, is there a good reason... For the other side to have done what they did. Yeah. Because we're only being presented one side. And yeah. that one side is very compelling. Right? I agree with Duran in his previous comments that it's it just makes you pissed off and it makes you really upset and it makes you right there it evokes a lot of emotions. Um and I just I just hesitate in jumping too much on that emotional yeah. bandwagon. Even I, though again, I think that the point is that like well no, they were what, twenty two years of being trashed on and no one telling their side of the story. Yeah. So I think that's I, justified. But. Um, my other media is Chernobyl. Mm, yeah? Which is the Charity. HBO series. It's only five episodes. They're all like an hour and a half, though, so it's fairly long. Um, Chernobyl, it's about Chernobyl. You know, this means I'm going to go watch Chernobyl now. Um, Duran suggested. I'm in. Let the record show, I also enjoy Chernobyl. <laughs> you didn't bring it up, You though. didn't bring it up, Dave. No! I brought up Stranger Things Season 3 because I watched it yesterday. Yeah, that's fair. Chernobyl, it took us a little ready, while to get to Chernobyl. Get ready to look at some crazy things. It's it's pretty nuts. The one thing I will I was, say... I was also prepped to watch it. Like, I wanted to watch it. Just um, this guy. <laughs> Dave's just... Doesn't appreciate. Um, it's... it's uh, So I went into it with the idea of, like, this is going to have some accuracies to it about what actually happened but for the most part i'm going to approach this as like a tv show not as fact yeah because even after the series came out the there's a book that came out like a couple months before the series aired and the creator of the show said man i wish that book had come out earlier because Uh, there are things in that book sure that that guy um the book and i actually ended up getting it is called midnight in chernobyl it came out February of this year, 2019, mm-hmm. and the guy who wrote it has been working on and investigating the story for over 10 years. Okay. So he's come up with, so far, the most accurate yeah. representation of what happened. And so the creator of the show basically said, man, I wish that book had come out earlier because there are things in that book that are not the same as the show, yeah. and some of them 
and it's crazy because some of them um, make the show seem less intense, but then there's also things in the book that I didn't have in the show because I didn't know about that are like way worse yeah. than what I knew happened type sure. of thing. Sure. Um, some of the imagery, man. Yeah. Some of this, you see some of the people affected by it. Yeah. Holy cow! Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's another down pushing mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like when they see us, it's just I've been watching a lot of down pushing stuff. So yeah. I gotta continue. I continue to sprinkle in the Great British Bacon Show. <laughs> um, I haven't started watching that one yet, Dave. Don't worry. I watched that before Durant started watching it. I know. I'm just saying. Like, I, I haven't let's actually. Just, let's just let the record show that as well. I haven't actually like. Dave sees everything before me, and then Scott waits for me to say yeah. that it's yeah. good. It's funny. Maybe uh, I just ignore Dave. <laughs> Should we should we let him on the secret that I recommend everything to you that you do? You still you still have the Adventure Zone. I've been the power behind the curtain yeah, the whole Dave, time. Dave, which other media shout out the Adventure Zone second arc of Amnesty is about to end. It's very good. I produce that podcast. You don't. No. Uh, Name one of the people involved in it. Robert. Oh, <laughs> yep. nailed it. Well, that shows how much you guys know about Adventure Zone. <laughs> Art of self defense. Next, guys. Yep. Till next time. Uh, eat your vegetables. Call your moms. What was the third one we came up with? Clean out your shaker bottles. Clean out your shaker bottles. Eat your vegetables. Call your moms. Clean out your shaker bottles. I'm Scott. I'm Duran. And I'm David. Uh, This has been three guys you have now heard of. Have now. Talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for his song, Enter the Party. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Mr. McLeod. Which we use for our intro. Dr. McLeod. I don't know. My whole thing is why get the Peter Tingle when I can just climb ropes in gym class? Is that what your super strength gives you? What? Can't you climb ropes in gym class now? No, I'm throwing it back to the first time you ever climbed a rope in gym class. Oh, okay. The Peter Tingle. You got, are you serious? I, yeah, yes, I got thank you. you. Scott no, I thought I'm you were talking, talking about. about, like, isn't that part of your CrossFit thing? Yeah, normally Did you get ropes? a boner the first time that you climbed Dude, a rope in every gym class? every little boy... When he starts climbing up that rope, it's like, what? That didn't happen to you? What are you talking about? This is a about? transcendental experience. <laughs> Scott can back me Wait, up. Wait, this happened to Scott? <laughs> you, you are the outlier, Duran. No. What? Duran, I think that it's... Back me up here. ...certainly telling that you think I've ever climbed up a rope. <laughs> I don't know. No. It's not that hard. Young young Scott was less you, physically fit than current Scott. If you gave Scott, me and... 20 minutes, I could get you to climb up a rope today. Give me 10. I don't want to be part of this wager. Well, even if Scott didn't climb rope, he still knows the trope I'm talking about. I don't know if he does. No, he does. I don't. Okay. I'm definitely around this one. Babe, I don't know anyone. (laughs) It's not that you got a boner. It was that you... Felt good about Tangled. It was just like, whoa. <laughs> what is no, this experience? No one has <laughs> yes. What are you Dave, talking Dave, about? Is this tingle a sexual tingle? Yeah, kind of. Okay. In your loins. Like I, it. Yeah, man. Okay. Duran, I'm with you on this. Ten, <laughs> what? I'm ask with you on this. Ten men, ask ten guys oh, that man. you know. When I go into the gym tomorrow. Please, ask everyone. I am asking everyone. You're going to say, it doesn't Dave happen now. made the suggestion. Yeah. Make sure you pin it on oh, Dave. Yeah. Please. Be like, hey, hey climbing ropes When you, you had to climb the rope in gym class, did you get a boner? <laughs> Not necessarily <laughs> that, but you got like a, what? Yeah. Like, did you get like, like a, whoa, sex? Right. Like it's, 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 <laughs> it's partly a sexual feeling, yeah. but it's also a more like it's just life. Like that fric- it's a virile feeling. It's like that friction, and then you have to like, 
squeeze with your legs because you don't know how to climb a rope, and so there's like a <laughs> bunch of stuff's going on down there, and you're like, I'm becoming a man. What? Yeah. You became a man with the gym class rope. Okay. <laughs> That's... Got it. Got it I, now. Dude, is there another component, too, that like you get up to the top and you look down and you're like, oh, I'm at the top? That even... Yeah, um... <laughs> I see, no, like, on the way up, That has up, nothing man. to do with it, <laughs> Scott. It has to do with the rope. Yeah. <laughs> it has to just purely the Is it the feel it. or the smell of the rope? <laughs> no, listen, no. No, it's, it's the, the rope's personality, man. Okay, good. Okay, well. Wild. Uh, let's open with that bit. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Marissa Tomei plays Aunt May. Man, she's got a thing about her. What does that mean? I don't know. I'd like to dig into that. Saying, you offered it up. I'm just I would saying, like to hear I'm about what saying, you think. Wait, you're saying you would rather get with Marissa Tomei than a rope? MA than the Toby Maguire <laughs> MA? Wait, wait, than a rope in yeah, gym class. I was just going to say, if she was a rope in gym class, I'd climb her. That's all I'm saying. Wow, what a weird way to... Okay. Well, who's the ant, the ant man? The ant in... Uh, you said... the Which can, one? Toby Maguire? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Oh, here. Let me help you out with that. Just picture an old woman. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Thank you for reminding me. Like uh, an old one. Yeah. 